2: likes to do new things. Remember he talks about new wineskins? I want you to see this verse. When we got saved, God gave us a new heart and a new spirit. Look at Ezekiel. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart a stone and give you a heart and flesh.
0: Most people like getting new stuff. Pick your favorite item, and it's pretty certain that there are times when you daydream of a newer version. Well, God likes new stuff too. After all, he created a new universe out of nothing. He also likes to make people new. He likes rescuing them from death and giving them the life he's always wanted them to have. Pastor Mark will be teaching about something else new that God's going to make, a new heaven and earth you'll hear about the reasoning for God's recreation of what you see around you and how it'll be different from what's in existence now. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Revelation, chapter 20, as he begins his message, Heaven, Our Eternal Home.
2: This is our last week in the book of Revelation, and in chapter 21, as you know, we've been taking the chapters and doing mostly highlights, not doing every single chapter, but in other words, fitting it in. As we begin chapter 21, to kind of give you a where are we in that book, the judgment seat of Christ is over, the millennium is over, and the great white throne over. Judgment is over. All of those are done. All sinners, from the beginning of time to the end, as well as Satan, the false prophet, the Antichrist, they were all sentenced to the lake of fire forever, which is, you might know, more commonly worded as hell. Now, as we begin chapter 21... God gives John a vision of the new heaven and the new earth that's coming. Remember, John's writing this, and he's on the island of Patmos, and he's been writing all of these things down, which many of them he's trying to think, what did you say? Because it's very different for him. Now, there's two key words that we're going to talk about, the word home and the word new. Let's say it. Home and what? New. Now, I didn't say new home, but that's actually what it's going to be. Okay? New and home. Now, what comes to your mind when you hear the word new? Well, Sanford and his son will not be there in the new heaven. You wouldn't think of new. When I thought of new, I said, that's perfect. That's old. Look what he says in verse 1. John says, Then I saw, remember he's getting visions, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer, now this is a strange one, any sea. There was no longer any sea. Now that word new in the original language actually in Greek means this. Something brand new, fresh, never seen before. So notice this new creation is described as a new heaven and a new earth. Meaning a new heaven and a new earth, not a renovated heaven and earth. Now there's lots of debates and you have people on both sides of that. God's just gonna take the old one here and kinda of do a remodeling as you do your house and whatever. We're not gonna argue about that. I'll take whatever God does. But I believe it's really this, and you'll see why. I believe it's not a renovated heaven and earth, because notice, we already saw that the first earth and heaven have already what? Passed away! You say, well, Pastor Mark, why is he gonna destroy the old earth and heavens? It was okay! Well, because the sin nature and the corruption remains on this earth. And as a result, Satan, his influence is kind of there. So we're just going to scratch it and start over again. Anybody against that? We'll take it, right? Brand new, brand new. Now, Second Peter kind of, well, I can just say, stamps that truth that I just gave you. As you look forward, Peter writes, to the day of God and speed its coming, That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire. And the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with, here's the one, his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. And there's our next word, the home of righteousness. When the new heaven and the earth is taken care of. Remember, there's no sin anymore. There's no sin. There's no Satan. There's no temptation. It's a perfect world. So, heaven, I'll give you some heaven words you can write down. I can't give you all of the things in the scriptures because it goes right over our head. But here's some easy ones. Heaven is a promised place. It's a promised place. Now, one of the things we have to stop and ask ourselves is this, what heaven, what heaven is God talking about? See, there's actually three types of heavens. The first heaven is the earth's atmosphere where the birds are. And basically uh, the airplanes fly. Some of the clouds, we saw the clouds t- today in the rain or whatever. That's the first heaven. The second heaven is interplanetary and interstellar space. That's the planets, the sun, the moon, the stars, those kind of areas. That's the second heaven. Now, here's the third heaven. The third heaven is the dwelling place of God. That's where he is. Now, that third heaven is beyond the space and the stars. It's beyond what man can see with the telescope, no matter how powerful, or even taking space travel up. Let's see if we can get to the third heaven. No, you will never get to the third heaven. That's where God's dwelling place is. And, of course, the angels are there with him as well. Now, you, you know this story. Take a look at this. Paul writes this. He, had a, he, he doesn't even know what to call it. But he got a glimpse of heaven. Look what he says. I know a man in Christ, Paul speaking this, who 14 years ago was caught up into what heaven? See, now he's in the real third heaven where God was. He knew it was the third heaven. Not this first, not the second, the third. None of us have ever really ever been there. And there he is. And then he says this. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. But God knows. Now, later, if you watch what he writes, and this is why you can't get so detailed that you know everything about heaven. It just doesn't happen. We'll know it when we get there. So Paul says this, I can't even put it into words what I saw in the third heaven. I can't write it down for you. He's the most prolific bible writer in the new testament he says i can't put it into words sorry it's beyond my imagination so as we go through understand that and really there's some good parts to that if you knew absolutely everything and it was right here in your mind which is never going to be because we can't imagine it, you'll see that later if you got there oh been there it's an old thing i'd like to have a new experience wouldn't you just because, of, wow, that's crazy. That's me. Why couldn't Paul put this in right? Yeah, you know why when we get there. Now, here's what happens. Now, which earth is God going to create new? First and second. He's not going to create a new third heaven. Why? It's already always been perfect. God's there. Satan was what? Kicked out of heaven. So it's sinless. It's perfect. It's holy. Now, when I mentioned that word to you, new things, all kinds of things came to your mind, probably. New, new. Probably saw some of you wives saying, I need a new couch. And then the husband says, I need a new car. Don't laugh at me. I know I, I've been married for 50 some years. Come on. I know this whole deal. You know it, too. Well, most of us like new things. Anybody here like to go to a new restaurant once in a while? Come on. Yeah, good, good. And when you hear it's good, you're heading right there. How about this? Mostly for the ladies, but guys too. New clothes. Come on, ladies, be honest. You're in church. Okay, good, good. How about making new friends? Do we like making new friends? Absolutely. It's wonderful to do life with others. And here's one that you like. Going to a new place for vacation. Well, Pastor Mark, I go to the same little hotel for the last twenty seven years. It's time to get out of a rut. At least go to another place at the same place, whatever, okay? Now, there's nothing like the smell of a new car. Except when you look how much that car is gonna cost you. That's pretty you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars is pretty expensive perfume. Because about a week later it's gone. Am I right? So, new is good in all of our lives. Now, God likes to do new things. Remember, he talks about new wineskins. I want you to see this verse. When we got saved, God gave us a new heart and a new spirit. Look at Ezekiel. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart a stone and give you a heart of flesh. There we are. Lamentations. I like this one. If you're a Christian, of course, you have a new heart, new spirit. When you became born again, it was brand new. The old things have passed away. Everything has become new. Now, Lamentations speaks about kind of a daily thing for us. Let me read it to you. Lamentations chapter 3. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Isn't it wonderful? Think about this. Think how many new starts God has given us after all the failures we make. I don't have to get up in the morning if God's already said to me what that happened there. That wasn't right. I already confessed my sin. Do I question whether God's going to forgive that? No, because he's what? He's full of compassion. He's full of grace. He will give me a brand new start that morning. Maybe some of you here have a hard time with that. Well, I can say this to you. There's nobody on this earth that's perfect. The only people that are perfect are in heaven now because sin's gone. God is a compassionate God. He likes to give new starts. So again, you're not, you're not heading that way and pleased with that, but we're all like that. That's why we have to be graceful to people that are, haven't even come to Christ yet. He's after them and we get new grace every morning. Now look at verse one again. And there was no longer any sea. The new earth is going to be what? Just from that statement, how different, how new is that new earth going to be? Whoa. No sea. Three quarters of the earth's surface is water. Wow. It doesn't mean that there's no water. You'll see that later as you do your own reading in chapter 22. There's going to be lakes and living water and streams and just amazing fruit trees and all of this. But it doesn't mean there's no water. It just means here there is no sea. So, if that's true, if you're a surfer, you better go to the beach and start working at it. Second, how many of you are cruisers? Let me see, how many of you are cruisers? Come on, don't be bad. I mean, you you like to take a cruise. You better take one pretty soon, because there's no more cruise ships. It's all over. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that doesn't sound like heaven. Oh, it's going to be way better than that. Way better than that. Now, watch what happens in verse 2. And I saw, totally new for John, the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. So next, God reveals to John... The New Jerusalem, the holy city. Now notice it's coming down from heaven, from God. That's where God is. It's coming down. Now the New Jerusalem, just like Jerusalem is now, but it's the earthly Jerusalem, and there's no peace. It's always been in a battle for all these years. It's also the capital city of Israel, but it will be the capital city of heaven called the holy city. In contrast to what we see today, Linda and I have been there, many of you have been there to Jerusalem. It's earthly. It, in fact, many, most of the Jews aren't, aren't really godly at all. There's quite a few that worship God. There's quite a few Christians now becoming part of that. But most of the people are secular. They don't even believe in God. That's why it's earthly. But that's not going to happen when this comes down. Now, notice what he says. Coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. How many of you remember the day, wherever you were, on the beach or in a church or a little chapel or whatever, how many of you guys were here? Remember, you couldn't see that bride before the wedding. How many remember standing here and you're looking like this? How many of you guys remember that? All right, good. And when you saw her coming, what did you do? Yes. Am I right? If you didn't, you need marriage counseling. <laughs> Fantastic. Here she comes. Here she comes. What is he talking about here? Well, here's what it is. Ephesians five twenty-five. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So, spiritually, through the Bible, the bride of Christ simply means believers. That's us, the believers, the church of all ages who have trusted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Men, women, it's the believers. And that bride is Jesus' bride. Who is the groom? Jesus. And that's always been the spiritual picture. Throughout all the New Testament and even parts of the Old Testament. So this fulfills one of the amazing things that we've seen all these years. And it didn't make a lot of sense, but Jesus is waiting for us. And he's got a bride because he died for the bride. You understand that we're going to be in heaven because our bridegroom, husband, you would call it in our words, has paid the price for us. Now look at verse three. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and he'll be their God. The most important thing about the city and that new Jerusalem that comes down is that God will live among his people. Now, of course, he does that in our lives because you understand the scripture. He'll never leave us or forsake us. But when you're in that New Jerusalem and God's there personally, that's a whole different understanding and a time of worship and praise. So this fulfills most of God's goals for his creation. Remember in the garden, it shouldn't surprise you how much God likes to be with his people. He created just two, Adam and Eve. And what did he do with Adam and Eve every day? We don't know how many days that was. But he just what? Walked with them. He talked with them. They were talking about it as a personal relationship right from the start. Right from the start. That's our God. He loves people. Why? Because he created us. In whose image? His image. So, You can see relationships being huge in this place. Remember, there's three priorities we see in the Bible. God, number one. People, number two. Time, number three. You have to think about this. It goes way beyond us. You'll never get it. I don't get it. In heaven, there's going to be God and people. How about time? There is no time. It's, it's gone. It doesn't make any sense to us. Eternity, we don't have any understanding of really of that either. Now, some of you are late. You're looking for heaven, baby. You're always late. You're looking for heaven. You'll never be late. By the grace of God, you're going to be there. So, when you see this happening here, this picture, just like it was with Garden of Eden, man's purpose is to fellowship with his or her creator. He's there. And you're going to see the love God has for his children. He will be with us and do life eternally with us. Now, here's what I wrote. There are also going to be unending loving relationships with others. Angels, Old Testament saints, New Testament saints, tribulation saints, friends and loved ones. Here's the next thing you want to write about heaven. Heaven is a family place. Are you glad that we're a family of God? It's wonderful. And doing that without God would be useless. He's our creator. He's the one that loves us. That's why we're going to heaven. So we're going to enjoy the same promise, but just, as I said, in a different way, because God is still with us all the time. And when that's happening, we feel His presence through the person of the Holy Spirit. But here, He's right there with us. He's gonna be right there with us. Now, I wanna just stop for a moment. Heaven is a family place. Many, many, many billions of people, unless they change, are not going to heaven. There's no use even listening, because you're not gonna be there. We already found out what's gonna happen. But think of this, we have friends, We have loved ones who do not have a personal relationship with God. And we want to spend eternity with him. There's no person I could say to you, well, my son is not really walking with God or my daughter or my dad or my mom or my cousin that I really know well was raised with. None of you would say, well, I don't care where they spend eternity. Not at all. How many remember the old song? Will the circle Be unbroken. What was that song about? Some of you don't know that. That song is about your family circle. Will it be a complete circle? Will it be a half a circle? That part of the family, those seven people, those three people never came. How many would like our family circle to be totally complete? Well, how's that going to happen? You and I praying. Watching for open doors. Our neighbors. Linda and I talk about that often. When we see our neighbors, we've witnessed, we've shared. We want them to come to Christ. So remember, God loves these people. He wants to spend eternity with them. He doesn't want any to be lost. So when we see it's a family place for us, we go, "Whew, I'm set.
0: Today, Pastor Mark talked about the biblical significance of the words home and new. You learned that God's got plans for making a new heaven and earth. His children will have dwelling places there. You were reminded that when God saved you, He gave you a new heart and a new spirit. And He promised you a new home, living with Him for the rest of eternity. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Heaven, Our Eternal Home. he will be talking about Christ followers as the Bride of Christ. You'll learn what that means and just how God views the marriage relationship. Pastor Mark will teach how human marriages are intended to be a reflection of Jesus and his bride, the church. It should be very enlightening. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Live Here Now, Then Live There Forever. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurry